Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Reed from What Ice Radio, and you are now listening to the Lauren Reed Live Show. Let's go. It's just a public service announcement, sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. Hey, it's your girl Lauren Reed, and you are now locked into Lauren Reed Live, right here on What Ice Radio, the show where you get a little scoop of everything. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Gentleman, and you're listening to Lauren Reed Live on Water Ice Radio, powered by waterice.com. Your scoop to everything Philly. Now let's go! everybody it's your girl Lauren Ree right here on Water Ice Radio and as you know it is time for the Lauren Ree live show and I am super excited about our show today because I have a really 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 good guest um, but first let me take care of some business shout out to my boy Jay the gentleman he could not be here everybody he wanted to be here so he's here in spirit Jay what's up so he will be here soon so don't worry he's not gone gone he'll just not going to be here for this one. We'll we'll get on him later about that. But let's jump right into the interview. My guest right now is taking over um, the Philly podcast scene. He's laughing because he's being humble about it, but he is for sure. Um, I've been um, watching him do his podcasting thing for some time now and really, truly inspired about what he's doing. He has interview people from chill moody all the way up to uh former mayor um i'm sorry governor Dell. so he has done everyone across the spectrum so i am happy to introduce today's guest kevin schmetlin from the philly who podcast thanks for coming in kevin how oh, are you today i'm great i'm so happy to be here uh, thank you for coming in again we both have equally busy schedules yeah. this podcast people just think we come and sit down and talk <laughs> to people right it's a lot that comes along with it correct yeah. It's everything but that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we just were talking about it's everything but just sitting and talking. But you have kind of built this um, empire, really, with a Philly Who, because you're also a blogger as well, correct? Um, so I just kind of want to get into a little bit of your background first, and then we can kind of transition into what you're doing today. Yeah. So you're from Lancaster. I'm from Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Okay, I'm sorry that you were from Lancaster. No worries. There's um, not a lot of stuff on the internet about me right now, so, <laughs> so I'm surprised if you uh, know anything. But you did move to Philly in 2010 to come to Temple, That's right? That's right, yeah. Shout out to our Temple Owls in the building. There's oh, wow. a lot of them here. Jay and Hector uh, are from Temple. So how was that, like, a big transition from you from being from Bethlehem and coming into, like, a big city like Philadelphia? It was. It was. I mean, it was 
the transition, you know, there was like an A and a B time in my life. Right. That was, you know, before I came here and then after I came here. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I remember coming to visit Temple. I was looking at colleges. I, I had looked at Penn State, um, Westchester, a couple other ones that are, um, you know, kind of their own thing, not really in a city. They're not very urban. Okay. Um, and they're okay. And then I came to visit Temple and I didn't even do like a, an organized tour. I just like a buddy went to school here and he showed me around and immediately I was like, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. I came down here and, and just fell in love with the vibe and the energy and just so much opportunity, but also you got that small town feel, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah. And, and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm here. Like, <laughs> this I'm, is where I'm, I'm going to be. Put, yeah. So what did you actually study at Temple? I studied computer science. Really? Yeah. Okay. So kind of different from what you're doing totally right now. Different. Why did you go in that direction? Well, I always, I mean, you know, growing up as a kid in Bethlehem, I was always on my computer making websites, just okay. messing around. Like I would make some videos sometime and I really liked going into the code of the software. Mm -hmm. And when I picked the major, uh, it was just a form that you had to fill out when you applied because uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. And so, you know, I was just like, oh, computer science, I'm good at computers, what the heck? I didn't realize it was actually writing a bunch of like really, really hard code <laughs> um, until I got to my first couple classes <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I remember sitting there in the first class, the first computer science class and they're like putting code on the board. I'm like, what have I gotten into? Right. Like, I don't know. What is this? This is I, not what it was like. Get back at home. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, but you know, kind of stuck with it. It did. It interests me and, and stuck with it and, and got a degree in it. And then uh, the first four years out of school, I was a software developer at an insurance company. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So fun fact about you, you actually co-founded something at Temple called the Alcapella, correct? Yeah. So you sing. I do. So talk a little bit about that. Where did you do that in high school as well? Or were you, or you always singing? So no, not at all. So okay. senior year of high school, I on a whim went out for the school play. And um, I just, at that point was just kinda, I had played guitar a little bit, self-taught guitar, okay. and like maybe sang in the shower a bit, like everybody. Um, but I, you know, said, All right, I'm gonna try this senior year, what the heck? And I got in and I got the lead part in the musical. Wow, and, what play was it? Uh, the Sound of Music. Sound I of was, Music, I okay. was Von Trapp, because <laughs> okay. I could play guitar, so you know, they wanted, they wanted me to do both. Um, and and I loved it, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe I had never, sang with people before you know mm -hmm. and then when i got to school um there there was word going around that there was this co-ed acapella group starting up um and i actually auditioned for it okay um and that's how i found out that i'm a bass singer i didn't even know when i when i walked in and auditioned with with the uh, one of the other co-founders um so found out that i was a bass and they're like yeah you should probably join this acapella group and and i did and we we started it from scratch and uh just this past spring, they competed in the international championships. So you ever wow. seen Pitch Perfect? Of course. So that competition, Alcapella, eight years into it, into it, its existence, uh, competed and and they didn't place. They didn't win place or show. Okay. But I was the proudest grandpa seeing those <laughs> kids up on that stage because we never ever ever thought that it would go that far. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting when you see movies like Pitch Perfect, um, kind of like. It's almost like kind of like fraternity, sorority yeah. kind of life. Oh, totally. Um, so what was your experience like being a part of like an acapella group? Like were you guys always together? Oh, Did you yeah. tour around with other other schools and stuff yeah. like that? So I say, one, I wasn't in a fraternity, but mm -hmm. I was because okay. I was in an acapella group. And also I tend to tell people that I majored in acapella and minored in computer science really in practice, even though my degree doesn't Dope, say I that. like that. <laughs> right? So, um, and then that's how I learned to, to read music and, and kind of do a lot of the stuff really that I do today with the podcast. 
Um, but the community was what it was all about. Mm -hmm. Like, um, not only the group, they become your brothers and sisters, um, but the, the acapella community itself in colleges is really, really, it's so much fun. Like you could, like you, say you get a gig in New York City or any other city, just some mm -hmm. random gig. Right. You just hit up an acapella group at another school and they'll, they'll be like, yeah, come crash with us and we'll you know, have a party and sing all night long. And it's just so, so cool. I, don't I was going to say, that. so do you guys battle like they do? On oh, like yeah. It's so a, it's a not, real thing. No, <laughs> so we try. Okay. So, you know, people, a lot of people don't don't really know that you know what you see in like a acapella like you see an acapella song with like 10 to 18 people like making all the noises and it sounds like an actual song that takes months and months of a rehearsal practice. to figure okay. out there's no way you can just get into an empty pool you know and right. just like let's just do this the song <laughs> but you know we we try you it doesn't try. usually work out but it's yeah we try cool so computer science acapella singing also self-taught guitar player where does podcasting fit in all of that so it took me a long time to realize this, but it's right in the middle. Okay. So the thing is, so my junior and senior year mm -hmm. at Temple, we recorded two albums, two EPs. And when we did that, uh, it was all of our first time in the studio. Okay. And so we went to a studio, Silvertone Studios out in Ardmore. And while we were there, I just fell in love with the audio production. Mm -hmm. And I became friends, really good friends with the owner and producer and started just kind of showing up to his studio and he was showing me the ropes of how to use the software, how, where to put the microphones, things like mm -hmm. that. Uh, and so I never really did that professionally per se, uh, but I, I got some really good professional sort of shadowing experience. So when the time, when the idea came to start a podcast, it really was the is the combination of audio, engineering, mm -hmm. sort of music, because, you know, podcast has rhythm to it, right? Absolutely. Uh, and and computer science, the online presence, the RSS feed, the website, all these things. Mm -hmm. um, so really the stuff that, that people don't see exactly. behind the scenes, which stuff. is, you know, which takes up a lot of, of time, not more time than the actual audio itself. Yes. Uh, so. That's why it's worked out so well for me because it is the confluence of these two seemingly random sort of skill sets mm -hmm. and, and sets of experience that I have. Nice. So last year, May 2018, correct? Yep. Um, the Philly Who podcast kind of came to life. Yeah. Um, but before we get to how amazing the podcast is, talk to us about how you came up with the, the concept of yeah. Philly Who. So at that point, it was it was around December of 2017. Okay. And I was listening to a ton of podcasts, just how I built this, the Tim Ferriss show, lots and lots and lots of stuff. Um, and as I was listening to these national and international figures tell their story, especially mm -hmm. on how I built this and, and a little bit Tim Ferriss, those are the two that I listen to a lot. Um, you know, I would think to some of the Philly figures that I knew of, right? Like founders of companies, you know, performers, things like that, who I kind of knew had incredible stories mm -hmm. and thought, you know, those people need to be heard on this type of platform. Um, now, I now know that at the time there were a couple of shows that were kind of starting out and that already existed that kind of did the same, the same thing, thing, but I didn't really find them. So I thought that nobody was doing it. Um, and, and then I just got so excited about the idea of creating a show like that. Um, I'll never forget walking into work at the insurance company, take, you know, I took the subway into work, walking up, and there was a particular day in December where it just kind of clicked in my head. And I felt that like really early in the morning caffeinated sense of excitement, like, oh my God, I want to do that right now. Um, and so thought, you know, I think maybe I could hold a conversation. Why, yeah. not, why not give this a try? Everyone else is starting a podcast, right? That's so crazy because we've 
actually had that same aha moment as Oprah likes to call it. Yeah. I was at work at my cubicle yeah. and it was like, I want to do a podcast. Yeah. And I literally was on uh, Instagram scrolling and I happened to see an ad for a internet a radio station and said, Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast? Literally like Perfect. an epiphany moment. Um, so that's how this came about as well. So, yeah, and you guys were probably doing it long at that point where I thought I looked and yeah. what I know now is that I had no idea how to find podcasts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right now I know how right. to look for them, but I'm actually glad that I didn't because if I thought that there were others that existed, I never would have done this. You know, I would right. have been like, Oh, someone else is doing it, you know? So you started the podcast. Um, and six months in, you had 10,000 streams yeah. uh, already. Like how overwhelming was, I, I mean, I know people like to talk about like the success of it all, yeah. but sometimes they don't understand that this could kind of sort of be overwhelming for us when we're kind of like the success happened so fast. Was yeah. it overwhelming for you? Um, in a couple of ways, yeah. Okay. Oh, definitely. I mean, so, th I mean, it's one of those things where like, I didn't think that this would actually happen, that it would blow up like this, mm -hmm. um, like actually happen, but part of the vision was that happening, you know? So right. like on one, on one hand, I'm kind of not surprised because this is what I tried to do, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, I thought that taking these steps would make this happen and it worked. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, it actually worked. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a especially overwhelmed because I had never been a host of anything before or really known. Like I've, I, I meet people sometimes mm -hmm. that know me and I don't know them. And that's right. like, what? Isn't like, that a crazy feeling? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then just in general, like the, you know, the responsibility of, of the self-ordained decider of who the Philly people who should be heard are, mm. uh, is a huge, huge responsibility. If you're going to say that you need to make sure that I, I don't even know, like, you, you know, you need to make sure that you're, you know, looking outside of your lens, you're finding the right people. You're not just kind of like featuring your friends, stuff like that. Like mm. if you're going to be the one that says, Hey, I'm going to have these people on mm. who, who are Philadelphia, you got to, you know, back that up by finding the right people absolutely and you just touched on something how important is it for anyone not just in podcasting but anyone who has a vision an entrepreneurial vision to actually see beyond the the smaller scope because you said of course you thought about having yeah. all of these streams but sometimes we kind of dim our own light so how yeah. important is it for us to you know have positive thinking going through this whole process because there's ups and downs all the time oh yeah it's everything i mean what i tell people is Whenever you're trying to build something or do something, you got to think about what excites you the most. Like mm. what, when you're thinking about this, what gives you that excitement in the pit of your stomach that you had in the cubicle, yeah. right? That I had walking out of the subway that, oh my God, I want to do this. There's something about it mm. that makes you feel that way. So if you can identify what that is and harness that, that's what's going to drive you through the days when you have to do all this 95 other stuff percent other stuff that you know I don't even know how to make a video or, right. or you know make a website do all this other stuff and so if you can picture yourself whatever it is be shameless you don't got to tell anybody so like you know I'll picture myself interviewing Will Smith you know picture yourself love being it. famous whatever gets you going right that's that little pit of excitement is what you got to harness and, and that'll get you through the really tough times and, and really without that you can't build anything you can't do anything so I think it's everything great um I, I, I that fire burning I know exactly what that fire burning yeah. feels like and you definitely sometimes you don't tell people what you kind of like envision yourself doing I'm huge on vision boards yeah. um you know a lot of people like to do them in the beginning of the year and then you know they just they just throw it in a closet yeah. or whatever I change my vision board throughout the year because yeah. some things may not be working you got to kind of like change it up yeah. but continuously keeping that positive vision and positive Absolutely. image of where what's do you going keep on. the vision board I keep the vision board in my living room I have like 
It's always up. It's always up. Love it. And I did my vision board different. This is a tip for anybody who does vision boards. I know sometimes they like to do it on poster board and do like glue sticks and tape. Because I like to change it, I do push pins. I have a cork, ah, a cork, around. a cork uh, vision board. Yeah. So I take uh, the stuff that I was like, oh, I don't know if that's gonna. I tried it. Don't know if it worked a little bit. Change the image or add stuff to it yeah. all the time. So it's really cool. Yeah. See, that's the key. Is when you as you learn more information, you got to change the vision. Yeah. You know, you can't make hold yourself to whatever you thought might be. You know, six like a year ago, whatever yep. like that, because you didn't have enough information there. You're probably wrong about a bunch of stuff. So if you change it as you go, but still have it and have it be that like North Star, that's you're going to you do whatever you want. Absolutely. So talking about guests, you touched on how you got to make sure if you're going to do something with Philly, making yeah. sure the right people from Philly are yeah. um, you're, you're, you know, spotlighting them. What kind of is your process when you're picking someone to be a part of the Philly Who podcast? Yeah. So that's that's something that I'm just now sort of changing and getting to a state where I think it fulfills that responsibility, right? So at first in building the show, mm -hmm. it was just who I can get in the room, right? Yeah. And, and so it's a lot, it was a lot of my network at the time. Mm. So because I was so heavily involved in, in technology and stuff like that, you're going to see a lot of startup founders, um, kind of entrepreneurs, stuff like that. Because yeah. it was just through that sort of one lens of my life at the time. Um, what I'm working on now is is getting outside of my lens by by getting suggestions from everyone else. like. You know, it, it doesn't matter who I want to talk to. Who do the people of Philadelphia want to hear from, right? Yeah. Because I've gotten it now. I don't really have to worry about getting people in the room as much. Mm -hmm. Like, I can kind of say, hey, look, we've had this, we've had that, you know, come talk. And people generally do. Um, so it's, it's, you know, about finding people who've lived different lives than I have, who are from different backgrounds. Who do they want to hear? Who do they idolize? What stories do they want to hear? Absolutely. Uh, and then mixing it all together and trying to present a list of Philadelphians that's diverse in... Um, human demographics in where they are in their journey, you know, an up-and-comer and established legends, like how mature is their story, Get you know, make be diverse there. Mm -hmm. And then just a diversity of um, industries as well, like right. not just startup founders, not just entrepreneurs. Let's talk to more musicians. Let's talk to more, you know, civic leaders, things like that. Yeah. So, so I love on your website that you have a... Um, an option to submit a nominee yeah. to be on Philly Who. So that's you actually getting that insight mm -hmm. from well, who we want to hear from. I thought that was amazing because there's so many um, unspoken lost talent in Philly that yeah. people don't know about. So have you been seeing the submissions come in like oh, really yeah. heavily? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it has. So between between that and just like Instagram DMs yeah. and, and connections through other people, that's that's actually probably to go back to your question before the most overwhelming part is that, you know, so far the show has been weekly. So that's 52 mm. people a year if yeah. we release every week. And there are way more than 52 Philadelphians whose stories need to be heard, right? Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's a ton of people who are, are dying to share their story, rightfully so. Their stories, their story should be heard. Um, but it is a little bit overwhelming to say, hey, you know, I can't get to everybody right now right um and so you know it's it's a funnel right we we get the suggestions in the instagram dms the you know that just you know i'm at an event hey what about this person would you be interested oh, okay put it in the iphone yeah. note <laughs> uh, and and like i said just in these past few weeks uh, I'm, I'm starting to grow my team and set a process up around that like how can we capture all these and, and have that pool mm -hmm. uh, where once a quarter or whatever we can look at and, and craft and curate that that list of people but what I tell people is there's lots and lots of people who I fully intend to invite onto the show right I just can't invite everybody right now right so now <laughs> like, I, I was talking to somebody a, a local startup founder and I was like listen 
like I'm, I'm talking like Q1 2020 or something crazy. Like I, I fully intend to have you on the show. Wow. Would love to. Um, but you know, we just, like I said, I can't get to everybody right now. Nice. So, and I'd like to tell people that the show's retrospective too. There's really no, there's no rush, you know, mm. um, to tell the, to tell the story. I mean, there is, I want to get as many people as right, quickly as possible. possible, but also like, you know, um, you know, we'll take our time. Yeah. So with that, let's take a quick break and we come back. I have some more questions about the podcast, but I also have um, some questions just about more entrepreneurial stuff, like the importance of networking, building a team and different things of that. So everybody, again, we have Kevin Schmetlin here. He is the host and he is the creator and founder of the Philly Who podcast. This is such a great conversation. I'm loving it. I'm psyched about it. Um, It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here on Water Ice Radio. We will be right back. Please do not go anywhere. Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Ree, and I got my boy Jada Gentleman yeah, here with yeah. me. And we are about to pay some bills, everybody. That's right. First off, shout out to Samsung Technologies. They provided us with equipment for our post and pre-production needs. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the New Stand Association of Philadelphia. They have over 50 screens across Center City with our show playing on exclusively. So thank you to them. Yes, yes. And last but certainly not least, we got Boom 103.9 Philly. Boom. Thank you very much. We are on their website. You can check us out. Go to the top of the website. Hit the website exclusives. All that good stuff. We got our amazing content, and we got more coming up, so please stay tuned. Yeah, guys, we're going back to the show right now. Don't go anywhere. And we are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here on Water Ice Radio. I have Kevin Schmetlin here with me from the Philly Who podcast. I'm just so glad I'm not butchering his name today. <laughs> we practice. <laughs> we practice. We practice before we started. So we having a great conversation about just building your podcast and how you got started. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about networking and what that yeah. looks like. Um, I know for myself, I was not the one to kind of like put myself out there, but I know I needed to be in the room with those certain people, yeah. right? So how was it for you first getting out there, networking with people, kind of getting them to know Kevin in yeah. what Philly Who was? So I have to give a shout out to Rec Philly. And shout out to, well, they, Rec Philly has been here before. Shout out to Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave. I've seen that one. Um, uh, so around March of last year, I went to South by Southwest to the Amplified Philly House. Yeah. Um, and at that point, so it was March. Remember I said that, you know, kind of had the idea for the show in December. Didn't really start working on it until until probably February or March. Okay. Um, and so I didn't really tell anybody there that I, like I kind of said, yeah, I think I'm thinking about starting a podcast or getting into podcasting, but I didn't say like, I'm starting the Philly Who podcast, will you be on the show? That type of thing. Uh, and so I was just, I was, I was at the Amplified Philly House the entire time that it was open so mm-hmm. two days there you know dawn till dusk or whatever and and later way later than dusk um and just meeting people mm. and seeing what they're up to seeing why they why they're there if they're at that house they love philadelphia they're in texas like what's the story here mm-hmm. um and you know on one hand it was very genuine like I, I was just happy to meet all these people who were as pumped about philly as i was but also i kind of knew that once i was ready to tell people what i was doing and, and ready to say, hey, you know, I'm making this podcast. What do you think? Like, would you be on it? Or do you have any advice or stuff like that? Right. If they already knew me as somebody who loved Philadelphia and generally was just a helpful, nice guy, right. they, a little, they, you know, I'd be more than just an annoying line in their <laughs> in DMs the, or inbox, you know, right. looking for their time because, you know, you got <laughs> nobody's going to answer that. Um, so it was like two days of like pressure cooker networking mm-hmm. where, um, 
everyone was just in one place. Nobody was leaving because what else are you going to do? We're all in Austin. I mean, yeah, South by Southwest is pretty cool, but like everyone stayed in the house and we all just got to knew, know each other. And then a lot of those people like Chill Moody, like Rick Nucci, like Todd Carmichael mm -hmm. became my first guests on the show. Yeah. So I would not be where I am now without that heavy, heavy, heavy networking because it really is everything. Like, you know, money is a dollar sign. Your, your net worth is your network. For yes, sure. absolutely. I love that saying. And how often do you feel like you get out to continue to that networking? Yeah, not as much as I used to these days. Because <laughs> you're um, busy now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because now like I don't I don't really get out and network. And I also don't get a chance to listen to podcasts really anymore because I spend so much time like working Doing on your them, own. You know? Yeah, um, but I do. I, I, I love to get out there and meet new people, especially if there's someone like now. My network is, I have a, it's pretty big. Mm -hmm. That's the good, another good thing about podcasting is you get to know a ton of people that you otherwise would never, ever, ever get to meet. Yeah. Um, so the network has grown a lot, um, but I still love to hear about people that I haven't met or haven't heard of yet. Absolutely. So you have a production company called yeah. Q9. Um, talk to the people a little bit about that and how that came about. So basically... A little bit through Rec Philly as well. Okay. Um, so I was at an event at La Colum Coffee, and Re uh, Rec Philly co-founder Dave Silver came up to me and said, "Hey man, what do you, what, have you thought about freelancing your podcasting production?" And I said, "Actually, yes, I absolutely have." Because at the time I was working on my show. This is about August of 2018. Um, I had my show. Mm -hmm. I had left my full-time job, and I was just doing freelance like um, software development work. And I, I didn't want to keep doing that. So I said, "Yeah, I'd love to do freelance uh, production for mm -hmm. podcasts." And he said, okay, um, you know, I got a couple people you might want to meet. And so I started talking with different companies, individuals who have ideas for podcasts who want to make them essentially, but don't know how mm. and started getting work, started making shows. Yeah. Um, probably I'd say late March, early April, uh, my first major show or our first major show, I should say at Q9 will be launching. Uh, it's with comcast nbc universal lift labs nice. it's called ideas elevated it's a show for entrepreneurs um so that's been the the big the big fish the main squeeze for q9 for a mm -hmm. little bit um but yeah you know it's just kind of taking what i do with philly who which is you know curate interviews um have them recorded do a ton of editing add music you know make it a good listening experience yep. and and distribute it out to as many people as we can nice can you talk a little bit about what the the lift lab is yeah, so Lift Labs is, is a division of Comcast NBC Universal, and they're kind of like their um, startup incubator yep. arm, right? So uh, every year they have a startup incubator, 10 companies, uh, really, really hot startups based around media somehow come in and they stay, they work at Lift Labs and get access to tons and tons of resources for three months. Um, and then they go back to wherever they're from and they continue growing their company. Um, so that show, Ideas Elevated, is going to not only tell the stories of these companies as they go through this accelerator and what they learned and how they benefited, but it's also going to have in, uh, interviews with other entrepreneurs and nice. other people who just might have information that could help entrepreneurs. So like Michelle Caffrey of the Philadelphia Business Journal did an episode about how f early founders should learn how to talk to the media. Okay. Because a lot of early founders don't know. They don't right. know what off the record means. They don't know this. They don't know that. Uh, you know, we're going to have... Um, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. So he was on, he's, he's going to be on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he talks about a pitch, like wow, who, who, pitch. who else would you want to hear from? Um, exactly. <laughs> about than Kevin O'Leary. Um, so like I said, that show is going to be launching really, really soon. Mm. And, uh, it's just gonna be a great show for entrepreneurs. So stuff like that is what Q9 is going to do. It's going to not only create more creative 
original shows mm-hmm. um, but also you know if a, if a company or a creator has an idea for the show for a show and just needs a way to get there that's where Q9 is going to help nice I really really congratulations on that's Thanks. huge huge yeah, I haven't really announced any of this yet <laughs> so this is <laughs> exclusive kind of exclusive stuff guys exclusive stuff yes um, so one thing I do love about you, Kevin, is that you like live and breathe Philly. Of course, the Philly Who podcast, but you love Philly, yeah. right? So one interesting thing about you is that you're a huge baseball fan. Yeah. So of course, you know, I got to ask you, yeah. how do you feel about Bryce Harper coming to the Phillies? I love it. I'm so <laughs> pumped. It's so exciting. So I will say, grew up in Bethlehem. I grew yep. up a Mets fan. Okay. And I'll probably be a Mets fan till the day I die. Um, but my sports Philly fandom in the past 10 years, as everything else in my life, you know, has revolved around Philly. You can't There are help. no fans like Philly fans. No, no. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't understand that until I moved here. And so now, like, I don't know what, like, I can't not root for the Mets because, you know, my whole family roots for the Mets. But, okay. man, you can't help but love this Phillies team that's coming at us right now, it's right? Like crazy. With Bryce and all the moves they made. and. And, you know, as a baseball fan, so I've been to almost every single... I was just going to say that. <laughs> 26 out of 30? That's right. I've been to 26 out of 30 of the Major League Baseball Park. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, grew up playing baseball and really got into music and, and sound in high school when I, like, had a broken leg because I was always playing baseball. That was the thing. That's what I did. I was a baseball player. Okay. Broke my leg freshman year of high school. Uh, it took, like, two years to come back from it, and, and that was kind of that. Like, those okay. were two pretty key years to miss. Um, so I just love the sport and, and the thought of Citizens Bank Park hopping the way it's going to this year with that team yes. and with the other teams that the Phillies are going to play. Like, I cannot wait to go to Mets Phillies games and just watch and enjoy. It's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. Your family going to come down for those for those games? I think they will. I think uh, <laughs> they're going to. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I wonder if they make. They probably don't. But like half Mets, half Phillies hats. Because like, that's how I <laughs> that's feel. That's the like, idea. I, I love both. <laughs> I love both so much. My family's going to be wearing Mets gear, though, so they're probably, they may it. not sit with me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So what else about Philly culture do you, that you really, really love? There's no pretension. Mm. You know, we are the fifth largest city in the country, and with the people that you meet, you would you would never know that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, you ask anybody. I mean, my ninth episode of my podcast, me, some kid who's never done journalism, never done audio production, had no business doing a podcast, was with Todd Carmichael, the CEO of La Colombe. It's a great guy. And, yeah, and you know, a billion dollar brand. Yeah. He had me in his office for two hours and just and we just chatted. Who does that? That's only gonna happen in Philly. Yeah. You go to another city, I mean, I've never lived there, so you right. know, we might have thrown shade, but you know, New York, San Francisco, I feel like I go there and like everyone like doesn't have time to even say hello to anybody, right? Mm. So there's no pretend and Philly loves Philly like you ask any company or or venture that's been here their first investment was Philadelphia because the people here want to see other Philadelphians succeed they do it is it's brotherly love truly brotherly and sisterly love because brothers fight harder than anyone right we're a little you know we're (laughs) rough around the edges but they also love harder than anyone and that's what that's what Philly is I think it's a huge misconception that we don't support each other but I feel like that's all Philly does is really support each other and I just love the fact that you embrace the Philly culture so much do you think you'll ever move um I I don't plan to right now I mean my goodness (laughs) you know like life is life right but like why would I like it if I do, there's got to be some crazy reason that I'm not even thinking of right now okay. to pull me out of here because, you know, it really like 
it's got the opportunity of a major city because mm -hmm. all my friends from college went to other cities okay know, for opportunity for wanderlust or just because philly some people in philly got this weird you know inferiority complex about philly uh, they're like why would you stay in philly i'm like why would you mm -hmm. leave here um and they're all coming back right i'm right. like i i want to live here i want to i want to be here why it's just it's given me everything i ever wanted and more so why would i ever leave nice so my plan is to be here for a very very long time i love it i love it so um philly culture um you you're a part of the music scene so what are like some maybe your some of your favorite music venues to go to when you get yeah. an opportunity to hit you know when yeah. you're out and about i mean my favorite part is kind of like with people discovering new ones okay um, but my regulars so i'm actually a really big electronic music fan okay <laughs> so i'm always at uh the recently renamed franklin music hall Franklin music hall yep um I'm there all the time seeing different DJs and stuff like that because I, I do some of that on the side as well. I play oh, electronic nice. music. Um, but, you know, like if on a day when I just like hit up World Cafe Live and see who's playing and, and the, the the less I know about the artist, the better. Mm. Um, and just the small, you'll get the most passionate fans in a small concert venue with 30 people, mm. you know, because they are there to see that act. They are pumped. They right. know every word. They know the musicians probably. Um, that's that's my favorite part of, of the music scene is, is discovering those little tiny niches that you know aren't really that big and maybe never will be but mm -hmm. to the people who are in it it's the biggest thing oh Kevin this conversation is so good I don't want it to end um, but we're gonna take a quick break sure. and then when we come back we're gonna wrap this all up have a couple fun questions for you um, and again everybody I have Kevin Schmendley here from the Philly Who podcast he is a host and he is the founder he loves everything Philly that's why we love him here at waterice.com uh, we will be right back don't go anywhere. We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here on Water Ice Radio on the Lauren Ree Live Show. And again, I have this amazing guest, Kevin Smellin from the Philly Who Podcast. He is the creator and the founder and also the host. That's right. Um, we've been having a really, really good conversation, and I appreciate you being here again. want to give our audience some fun questions, and then there's a little something that they get to learn about Philly as well, because yeah. the audience is outside of Philly, so they don't know everything about right. Philly. But this is the age-old question. Yep. Where is one of your favorite places to get a cheesesteak from? So I live in Fishtown. Okay. And I love going to Joe's. I knew you were going to say Joe's yep. when I you said it. you're from, you live in Fishtown. I love it. It's, I've never, you know, I've been to so many cheesesteak shops where sometimes it's great. Other times, you know, it's just, uh. every time I'm there, it's great. It's, it's awesome. And maybe it's because I, you know, had spent a little too much time next door at Frankfurt Hall before getting, <laughs> or, you know, across that gar uh, garage. But nice. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. That's my favorite spot. It's my go-to. Cool. Favorite Philly sports athlete. Uh, I don't know Bryce enough yet, so okay. I can't say that, but I bet that's going to that's It's going to change. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's either, I think I might say TJ McConnell hmm. from the Sixers. Okay. That dude hustles, man. Comes off the bench, makes it happen. Runs around. Like, it's just, he's always hustling. Did you see the game last night? Uh, uh, no, but I'm it glad was, I didn't. I it, you you would have been. I it had my blood pressure up last night. Yeah. It was it was a crazy crazy yeah, I was, game. I was falling on my phone, and then uh, I was out to dinner with people, and I saw they were kind of noticing. I kept looking at my phone, so I put it away. And how far do you think they're going to go this year? I would. Uh, I mean, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I can appreciate I, I gotta that. I got to see them get past the first round. Okay. Um, because they, like, if they if they don't. Man, after all the moves they made, it's going to be real, real, real rough for the city. But uh, I think they will. I think they're the team to beat. 
cool um favorite movie that's based out of philadelphia whoa movie that's based out of philadelphia i mean does everybody say rocky <laughs> Some. Well, Rocky I mean, Some. That's hard to beat. Although I think it's Rocky's gotten a little cliche. I mean, um, it's super weird that we have a statue of a movie character. I think, <laughs> <laughs> not like an actual person. Not an actual person. Right, yeah. Um. Jeez. I don't even know. So I'll I'll give you mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Yeah. It was based out of. It's a very funny movie. It's based yeah. out of Philly. But I would just. If you think about it, it's a lot of movies that have been based yeah. out based out of Philly, like um, the Unbreakable series. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the Rocky series. Now the Creed movies. Yeah, so I was um, I was thinking there's a there's been a bunch of filming in, in Philly yeah, recently, for like sure. a lot. So um, I'm excited to see what those are and what they're going to be like in, yeah. in modern Philly. But I, I wouldn't even know. I don't, I don't watch a lot of movies. Okay. So um, I, and I tend to watch the same ones over and over when I do finally <laughs> sit down <laughs> and get some time to actually do it. That's right. So in your pastime, you're not podcasting um, and even not doing your um, acapella thing. Yeah. What is something that kind of just uh, you feel at peace doing? You know. It's funny. I feel like a lot. This might be another cliche, and a lot of people might say this, but uh, but traveling. Okay. So I very very much believe that you know as much as I love Philly, I can't get that sort of zoom out thirty thousand foot view of my life when I'm at home mm-hmm. because when I'm at home I'm always I got stuff to do I got places to be I got people to see. Yep. Deadlines so, to meet. Yeah, and you're just like bop 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 trying to hit and. And you know, when you're painting a mural, you got to take a step back and look mm-hmm. at the whole thing. And then you're like, oh wait, the nose is wrong. That tree's too small, stuff like that. So when I can travel, and even if it's a place I've been before, or it might even not be a crazy place that, you know, will change your mind and perspective, just somewhere new, somewhere where I'm relaxed and, and I don't have so many obligations. At that point, I really, really can take a look at life and, and be like, oh, okay, this, this part that I'm doing makes sense. I feel right. good about that. This part, you know, I was worried about, why am I worried about that? It's not a big, you know what I mean? It's just this, it's very peaceful. Mm. Um, and like I said, it's like that sort of 30,000 foot view of life. Mm, I and, and I love that. And um, I'll be traveling this week to, uh, to Colorado to see my sister and nice. uh, Texas for South by. And I'm looking forward to, to kind of get, like I said, getting that, that, that view of, of where everything stands. Cause I feel like I can't get it when I'm when in the day to day. Yeah, absolutely. So last question. Um, I would say like, maybe like five years ago no one was really talking about podcasting it was there right but i think right now it's just so hot yeah and i think that podcasting or i should ask you how do you think that podcasting is kind of like breaking through and kind of changing the world so i think the big difference now is that you talk to anybody and they know what podcasts are right Mm -hmm. so i mean when i was uh there were people i was telling my grandfather that I have a podcast. He's like, oh yeah, like like radio that people can download. I'm like, you know that. Shout out to Grandpa. He knew what it oh, was. Oh my god, yeah, Pop Pop, way to go. Because yeah, right? a lot of other stuff, he doesn't know what's going on. Right. Um, and so you know, you have just when regular everyday people know what it is, mm-hmm. that's powerful because they're going to be listeners. Right. Um, and then what's also equally powerful about it, more so than any other platform like Instagram and YouTube, is that it's completely owned by the creator. So you post something on YouTube, you post something on Instagram, Facebook, wherever other people, even sometimes like Spotify, iTunes, stuff like that, record labels, it's owned by the where it's being held, like Absolutely. the company that's yeah. holding on to it. But our podcasts, we own that. We post it, it stays with us. If iTunes goes out of business and they're gone, doesn't matter. We still have our, our podcasts podcast. and it's everywhere. So 
the low barrier of entry, which allows anybody to start one with just a couple microphones, plus the fact that everyone else knows about it and knows where to find them is that magical combination. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, you know, that it's kind of up and come, like it's too popular now, there's a lot of competition, but, and there are, there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts Absolutely. out there, but a lot of them are really bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like really bad and don't have any listeners. So there are very few that are really, really, really good. Yeah. So if you can, and also a lot of people don't start one because of how many people have one. They're like, kind of like what I said earlier, like, you know, if I would have known that there were so many great podcasts already existing that talked to Philly people, I would have been like, oh, other people are doing it. I'm not, not going to give it a that. shot. So that turned that, you know, there are a lot of people who don't do it, who would be very successful, um, but just don't because they're afraid of the competition. But, you know, yeah, there's a lot of competition at the ground floor because mm -hmm. there's so because of that really great low barrier of entry. Anybody can create one, which is a good thing. But it also means that there's a ton, a ton, a ton of bad ones. So if you can just get yourself a step above one right. floor above the rest and have a high quality, well thought out show, you'll own the content. Everybody will know where to find it and the world will be yours. Amazing gym right there <laughs> for anyone who wants to start a podcast. Kevin, you don't know how refreshing this is because literally people were like, well, why would you have someone on your podcast? that does a podcast yeah. isn't that kind of like confidential i'm like no yeah. like i love to you know pick the minds of other people who are doing the same thing and we can get to talk about what we we oh, do we have more the, in common than anybody <laughs> exactly right and you taught me something today a lot about some things about podcasting that i don't know and i hope that it's vice oh my gosh. versa no, the stuff that i've learned just by being here and seeing the operation i'm like oh they got that piece of equipment oh how they're doing that like yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been soaking it all in so thank you for having me in. <laughs> and i and i we say all this all the time that you know, especially here in Philly, in no competition. We all have room yeah. to be amazing. And, you know, you being able to be in the Amplify Philly house at South by Southwest, it's not just a win for you, but it's a win for me as a fellow podcaster to know that those are there's no limitations. Yeah. You can go to Texas and people can still be yeah. hype about Philly and podcasting. And that's really, really cool. The rising tide raises all boats, right? Yeah. As long as it gets better, we're going to get better together. Exactly. So again, congratulations on Q9. Thank you. Congratulations on South by Southwest. Congratulations about the podcast in general. We just love what you're doing here at the Lauren Reed Live Show and at Water Ice Radio. We're so excited that you were able to stop by. Tell the people where they can find you, like on your social media and how they can yeah. find the podcast. Yeah. So as you said, the show's called Philly Who, like Philly Who with a question mark. Right. Um, it's on social, Twitter, Instagram, at pod Philly who uh, if you want to follow along with me sometime so I do have a blog and I have my own social media where I'll just kind of post <laughs> thoughts musings things like that uh, phillykev.com uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the phillykev cool. uh, would love to hear from anybody who's for some reason interested in what I'm up to alright <laughs> All right, and again, thank you, Kevin, for coming through. This is the episode of the Lauren Reed Live Show on Water Ice Radio. Make sure you guys are following us on all major streaming platforms, also on all social media. It's Lauren Reed Live and also Water Ice Radio. So around here, Kevin, we say the first time you come, you are a guest. The next time, you are family. So make sure you come back to the show. Right. We'll love to talk to you about some other stuff. It doesn't just have to be about podcasting. Oh, yeah. So our door is always open to you. Thank you guys for listening in today. Shout out to my homie, Jay the Gentleman. He will be back for the next episode, everybody. So don't worry. Um, and as you already know, not all superheroes wear capes, but sometimes they wear headphones. Peace. Have a good day.